still have it. You've never worn it. And what is this, anyway? The famous Inspector Montalbano getting robbed by some two-bit thief? It's enough to make you bury your head in the sand. And at that moment he saw it. The sweater, that is. Buffeted away by the north wind, it was rolling along the sand, and as it rolled and rolled, it got closer and closer to the point where the water soaked the beach with each new wave. Montalbano leapt over the railing and ran, sand filling his socks and shoes, and arrived just in time to snatch the sweater away from an angry wave that looked particularly hungry for that article of clothing. Walking back to the house, half blinded by the sand whipped into his eyes by the wind, he had no choice but to accept that the sweater had been reduced to a formless, sodden mass of wool. Once inside, the phone rang. Hi, darling. How are you? I wanted to let you know that I won't be at home today. I'm going to the beach with a friend. You're not going to the office? No, it's a holiday here. Feast of San Giorgio, patron saint of Genoa. The weather's nice up there. Fabulous. Well, have fun. Talk to you tonight. This was all he needed to make his day. Here he was, shivering with cold, while Livia would be lying blissfully in the sun. Still further proof that the world was no longer turning the way it used to. Now up north you died of heat, and down south you'd soon be seeing ice, bears, and penguins. He was getting ready to reopen the armoire, holding his breath, when the phone rang again. He hesitated a moment, but then the thought of the upset stomach he would get from another whiff of mothballs persuaded him to pick up the receiver. Hello? Oh, Chief! Chief! yelled the tortured, panting voice of Catarella. Is that you yourself in person, Chief? No. Then who is this with whom I'm speaking with? This is Arturo, the inspector's twin brother. Why was he fucking around with that poor idiot? To vent his bad mood? Really? said Catarella, astonished. Excuse me, Mr. Twin Brother Arturo, but if the inspector's like round about the house, could you tell him I need to talk to him? Montalbano let a few seconds go by. Maybe the story he'd just invented could come in handy on another occasion. He wrote down on a piece of paper, My brother's name is Arturo, then greeted Catarella. Here I am. What's up? Oh, Chief! Chief! All hell's breaking out! You know the premises where that broker Gargano got his office? You mean Gargano? Yes. Why ain't that what I said? Gargano. Never mind, I know where it is. What about it? What about it? Some man with the guns about it. Sergeant Fatsio seen him when he was just chancing to be passing by by chance. Looks like he's got a mind to shoot the lady that works there. Says as how he wants all the money back that Gargano stole from him or he's going to kill the lady. The inspector threw the sweater on the floor, kicked it under the table and was out of the door. The time it took to get in the car was enough for the north wind to send him into seizure. The ragioniere Emanuele Gargano, a tall, handsome, well-dressed forty-year-old with always the right shade of suntan, looked like an American film star. He belonged to that short-lived breed of businessman that is the fast climber. Short-lived, because by the age of fifty they're already so worn out that they're ready for the scrap heap the latter being a favourite expression of theirs. Ragioniere Gargano, by his own account, was born in Sicily, but had worked a long time in Milan, where, in short, and again by his own account, he'd made a name for himself as a kind of financial miracle worker. 
Then, judging himself sufficiently famous, he had decided to go into business for himself in Bologna, where, still by his own account, he had brought fortune and happiness to dozens of small investors. Some two years back he had surfaced in Vigata to work towards what he called the economic reawakening of this beloved and unlucky land of ours, and in just a few days he had set up offices in four of the larger towns of Monteluza province. He was a man who was never at a loss for words, and had great powers of persuasion over everyone he met, always with a big, reassuring smile on his face. In a week's time, spent racing from one town to the next in a shiny, eye-popping luxury car, a kind of lure for his prey, he had won over about a hundred clients, average age sixty or more, who had turned their life savings over to him. After six months had passed, the aging pensioners were called in to pick up. Risky.